Hey, this is TNA Knockout Gail Kim, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello everybody and welcome to the Rough House Podcast episode number 302 for uh, November 27, 2022. Greetings, I am Marty. I'm Kristoff and... Uh... You know, starting to wonder if it even all matters anymore. Three hundred two. I mean, we hit three hundred. What's the, what's the point? What's the point of continuing? We, we, are we, we going to sit here and talk about Jeff Jarrett for thirty minutes? Do people really want that? No, 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 no. If you want Jeff Jarrett talk, by all means, bounce over to the Patreon. Uh, it's a Schlegel soapbox with our boy Justin, and uh, we we has go. Some thoughts. Yeah, he has some thoughts. <laughs> we go in hard on uh, country music legends. Yeah, <laughs> Double yeah. J, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, Justin's we're, not singing with my baby tonight. Let's we're we're going to try to make this a Jarrett-free zone with the with the possible uh, little tiny bit of when we recap Dynamite, bring up him. Uh, but uh, before I forget, I have to I have to plug here, Chris, because yes, this is my please. last opportunity to do so. Uh, this coming Saturday night, December the third, Silver Spring, Maryland, Silver Spring, Silver Spring Black Box Theater, right across from the Fillmore. It mm-hmm. is Flying V Fights versus Super Art Fight. Folks, I've been putting together Super Art Fight for a very long time now. It's a show that is best described as Pictionary meets Pro Wrestling. Well, this time, Super Art Fight meets, meets Professional Wrestling for one night only. You got Art Fights. You got Pro Wrestling. It's going to be a super fun time. Big name stars like World Famous CB, Cheeseburger himself from Ring of Honor. We got fucking Bryce from AEW Hell yeah. showing up calling it down the middle uh it, it's gonna be a super fun show and uh, I, i'm checking off a, a bucket list item here uh yeah. by doing this show so I'm, I'm i'm so stoked about it i would love to see some of the og 538 out i know tickets have been moving very quickly so if you want to get in buy tickets in advance uh all the details links and so on are on superartfight.com or you can check either r or flying v social media at superartfight at flying v um wherever you're going for social media these days. Cause it seems like it's 19 different services. It's a, it's a fluid situation. Chances right are we're on at least a few of them and you can find us, but uh, I would love to see folks out and uh, I I'm, I'm super excited and super stoked for this night because uh, again, I, I get to do something I've always wanted to do and uh, it should be a really, really fun, unique, wild evening. Yeah, I mean that's uh that's the sell job right there, brother. <laughs> Doing what I can, but uh you Didn't know go home promo works what, for me. What it will not be is a PLE. Yes, it'll be on IWTV a few weeks after the show. But oh. yes. Uh, Even your part? Yes, yes. So you'll be able to see Super Red Fight on IWTV, which is wow. uh, again another random thing I get to check off here. <laughs> uh, but we are uh, Are you doing a run in? You doing a run in any of the matches? I cannot say on air what the plans Brother. are. Uh, of course, you can't break the kayfabe. I got you. I cannot. I cannot tell you on air what the plans are, but we we've got some very exciting things planned. Okay. Uh, but last night was a ple, and my soundboard isn't working for me to monitor it, so I'm just going to go ahead and go right into it. As last night it was Survivor Series War Games, and uh, that was live at the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Boston? It was Boston. It was bookended by two War Games matches, the women's at the top, the men's main eventing. And uh, we had uh, some additional storylines that led up through the week leading to these matches. We had the uh, fifth woman revealed for the the face team uh, as Becky Lynch was making her return from her shoulder injury suffered uh, back at uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. 
mm-hmm. uh, in a match against Bianca Belair, who she would be teaming with. Right. In kayfabe, it was Damage Control's fault. But uh, let, let, let's be honest, it was Bianca's fault. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and at the end of the match, there was, I remember because I watched SummerSlam, yes. there was a sign of respect and, you know, yeah. uh, between Becky and, and Bianca. So it, it at least makes storyline sense. Absolutely. Um, and uh, the heels had the advantage as per a match one on Raw. Uh, so uh, we had uh, the show kick off right with the women's, uh, uh, I almost said Hell in a Cell, war game match. Mm-hmm. And all indicate, because I have not had an opportunity to watch either one of these matches yet. Um, and, and that's all I really wanted to see out of the card were how right. the two war games matches played out. All indications are that the women's match was very high spot focused because someone in WWE went, Oh shit, we have to put together a video package every year for this. And all we have is NXT war games to use. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and plus you have, you know, Io Shirai, you have Asuka, you have Bianca Bell. You know, there was, there was a stacked, um, two stacked teams of women in there. So, yes. you know. Yeah, very, very stacked teams. Uh, and. Surprise, surprise, the faces won the whole thing as Mm -hmm. Becky Lynch got to stand tall after uh, leg dropping uh, both Dakota Kai and EO Sky through tables. Mm, Okay. Um, It it was not the cleanest of matches, uh, including that finish. It just kind of looked like Becky fell off the cage and then sat on them. <laughs> it was <laughs> not, not usually really... you have to pay extra for that. Uh, right. Exactly. Uh, and both, uh, Bianca and Bailey appeared to have been injured during the match, which right. is worrisome is that is literally your top women's face and your top women's heel on the raw right. side. Um, but, uh, we'll, we'll have to see how they're doing. Um, they went about 40 minutes. Uh, of course, the match didn't officially start until about 27 minutes in because sure. of the, the war game style uh, where it's a match beyond. Um, I do think this is showing the limits of the NXT version of war games in so much as at a point it's just, all right, let's pin a guy. It, it was always submit or surrender in the NWA days. We mm-hmm. have that sort of continued on uh, with the the AEW blood and guts version. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just not as unique or thrilling. It, it, it's just uh, a two-ring open cage match with a bunch of plunder. And these were never, uh, forgive my lack of history mm-hmm. of War Games matches, these were never elimination-style matches. They were always all eight or ten people in there at the same time. Uh, well, it, it did start with the the advantage, but the match. Well, I mean, like once yeah. the match beyond begins, because yes. nobody can win before the match beyond begins. Exactly, exactly. So that's also they do the three minute starts. intervals in in the NXT now WWE version. It was two minute intervals back in the day. So uh, you know the the heels got their heat pretty quickly. The faces mm-hmm. ran wild pretty quickly. That extra minute is a lot longer than you think. It adds up, yeah. Um, although WWE is always kind of kayfabes the the time periods. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, they there's definitely a struggle in the modern WWE style, which is you can tell that they have multiple masters to serve. It isn't just let's go out and do a good match. It's mm-hmm. let's get this for the highlight reel. Let's make sure this character moment breathes because on the other side of things, the men's main event, that was about character moments. That was about the in cage dialogue and pathos. Like it was yes. acting. It, yes. Uh, which I know it was something they had to do in the COVID era, in the Thunderdome era. Right. But uh, you don't have to do that anymore, guys. It's a little yeah. weird. It's a little <laughs> weird. We're, we're, we're not uh, a stage in the round. It is a squared circle, but like, yeah, you, you don't have to, you don't Kinda have to is do a stage that. in the round though. I guess it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's odd to see, uh, sports entertainment get that entertainment still and um you know i i don't know that it works for me 
uh, I, I was very funny. I was listening to the Wrestling Observer radio review of uh-huh. things. And again, add this to the pile of, pe- of of arguments about, you know, Dave Meltzer's biased and he and Brian are in the, the pocket of AEW. Sure. They spent a good half hour talking about how, not that dissimilar to what I'm saying, uh, the WWE NXT version of War Games pales in comparison to the classic NWA version and, and how it's always going to feel watered down and less than, and how these matches and we'll talk about in the, the, the men's side of things, how kind of turbo fucked they are, um, how none of it really works and no one comes out better for it. And you know, the, the old way of war games is like, you want to see these faces get their comeuppance on the heels. And right. it's just like, eh, we're doing matches cause they're there and it's fucking war games time. Right. Dave then said, but both matches were great. <laughs> yeah, no, that tracks. That sounds about that sounds like about what he would say. Now, was there any kind of running tally on how many um, chairs or tables were broken or trash cans were dented or, uh, or things no, of that, that nature? I will say particularly frustrating for me was in the women's match, there was a shit ton of garbage can lids. But no garbage cans. No garbage can. Io Shirai is sorry. Io Sky. Yeah. Is right Famous. fucking there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did she do a moonsault with a garbage can over her head, or she was holding it? Uh, she was holding it in the past. She was holding it and did a moonsault off the top of the well, War Games cage. She still did the moonsault this time. Right. Um. Not not super well caught, but still, she did the moonsault this time. But it's just kind of like. Don't you want to do the crazier spot on a bigger stage? Like at least hold a kendo stick or something. something. I mean, you know, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, again, I, I recognize a lot of this may not be for me anymore, but it it, it was what it was. Uh, one thing I, I forgot to mention on the uh, the soapbox, and uh, I should mention in advance of even this match because Rhea Ripley was a part of the women's war games. She was mm-hmm. an addition for the heel side. Chris, did you see? The what WWE, she was wearing? Yes. Well, yes. But did you see the <laughs> WWE social media angle on Thursday? I did. I did. Uh, so the <laughs> what they shot was Dominic Mysterio and his mommy, Rhea Ripley, uh, crashing the Mysterio family Thanksgiving dinner at the Mysterio <laughs> house. Um, and Including Ray, Rhea fucking chumping Ray. Who yeah. was wearing his mask for Thanksgiving? Well, no, I, I, I think they actually worked it because um, his mom, I guess, came to the door. Was like, "What are you doing here?" And she called Ray, and you, you, Ray took a while to get there, and he was adjusting his mask. Oh, okay, as he was walking fair, up fair, there. fair. So he definitely had to run and get the, like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> I, I do I love though when unexpected visitors appear at the Mysterio house. Yeah, my my dude's well, like, oh, kfib, kfib, brother, kfib. No, but the best part is, like, Ray ran to put on his mask, and then he was getting beat down by both Rhea and Dom, obviously. Yes. But then Dom was showing pictures of happy family with Ray not wearing a mask. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just right fucking there. But yeah, they beat the shit out of Ray Mysterio in his own uh, foyer. Um, yeah, and uh, you know they broke up. Uh, a broom over his already injured foot, ankle, whatever he's got going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. in some kind of boot. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was uh, and it apparently did gangbuster numbers uh, on the socials. And yeah. I I watched the whole thing. I was like, okay, this is this is solid entertainment right here. It, it was not as good as, but it, it made me think a lot of like. You know, the the Randy uh, Orton, Triple H, home Randy invasion. Orton, Triple H, uh, home invasion, the uh, Steve Austin, Booker T, uh, supermarket brawl or when uh. they would always go to Tim White's friendly tap bar uh. and there'd be some <laughs> sort of. Bra- I, I thought this was g- genuinely a fun yeah. angle. And yeah, I mean, it didn't have the 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 danger or gravitas of no. uh, Steve Austin in, invading Brian Pillman's home and right, right. Kevin Kelly sitting there with a microphone as a gun goes off and shit. Like it, it wasn't quite that. Uh, obviously, they, there's no way anybody could get away with that these days. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it, it definitely you know was a fun spin on that sort of thing, and it worked storyline wise too. Yeah, yeah, and and I also think posting a surprise angle like that in yeah. the middle of Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. A, a, a home run uh, in in a year of baffling decisions by the 
the WWE uh, social media team. True. Uh, gotta love those Bray Wyatt 800 numbers. No, we do not. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway. Not doing it. Um, yes, the the ladies won. Becky Lynch stands tall, uh, and we can all move on. Um, can we, though? We had AJ Styles against Finn Balor, said to be very good. Shock of shocks as mm-hmm. is two of the best workers currently in the company. What is actually probably surprising is uh, that uh, the Good Brothers and uh, Dominic and Damian Priest, while they came out with their respective stable leaders, they brawled out and were not seen again for the rest of the sh- of the match. Like there was no interference. It was actually a clean finish with wow. uh, AJ hitting the phenomenal forearm for the win. No, uh, no testicle shots in this one. Uh, no testicle shots in this one. No. Good. No. Good. Uh, Ronda Rousey defended the SmackDown women's title successfully against Shotzi because that's where we are on the SmackDown side of things. Um, it was not good. I saw a nasty tumble to the outside, uh, that Ronda and Ronnie did there. Yeah. Not very good. We got a triple threat match, excuse me, triple threat match for Mm -hmm. the U.S. championship. A new U.S. champion was crowned as Austin Theory. Defeated Seth Rollins and Bobbert Lasciarelli to win the title. Who did he pin, Seth? Uh, he Yes, he ended up pinning Seth. The finish was um, Theory prevented a cover. Rollins goes to then give him a superplex. Rollins was going to transition it into a Falcon Arrow. Lashley spears Rollins while he's attempting to go for that okay theory falls on top of rollins and pins him to win the belt so lashley basically gave the win to theory okay all right seems like lashley should have been able to break that cover up but uh okay (laughs) sure then the main event was the men's war games match the bloodline of uh roman reigns Sami Zayn, solo sokoa uh, and Usos uh, against the face team of Drew McIntyre, the brawling brutes of Seamus, Rich Holland, and Butch, and special bonus partner Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Owens was rocking a Dusty Rhodes t-shirt and a matching red elbow pad. Nice. Uh, so shout out to Dusty in that one. Um, again, this was more about the storytelling, uh, and it, they did some really good t- storytelling on SmackDown. Uh, basically, Sammy was seen talking to Kevin Owens backstage by Jay. Uh, Jay went to Roman and it's like, hey, he's talking with his friend. I think he's going to turn against us. Sammy explained to him and the audience why he was talking to him and why he lied to Roman about it. It was actually really decently put together stuff. Uh, and he showed his allegiance to the bloodline because the finish was uh, Sammy uh, hitting a low blow on Owens and then Zayn looking at Roman Reigns, giving Owens a halluva kick. Jay, who had been the number one anti-Sammy uh, Zayn uh, mm-hmm. person, uh, looks impressed, hits a splash on Owens for the pin. Then Roman and uh, Jay give Sammy a big hug as the okay. crowd lost their fucking mind. All right. Now. Well done moment for the bloodline. Yeah. Continues that big storyline. Now what? Yeah. So Seamus had a lot of momentum coming off of the match with Gunther. Mm -hmm. Valter. Yeah. He's got jumped out here. Mm. Drew McIntyre had a lot of heat heading into Clash of the Castle. He got jumped out there Mm -hmm. and got jumped out again here. Okay. Owens got beat by the flunky of the bloodline. Right, right. So who does Roman feud with until Dwayne pops up in April? Uh, well, hopefully he'd hop up, pop up before April. But um, uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, considering my lack of knowledge of the depth of roster in WWE, I don't really have a uh, a good answer here. AJ Styles, I don't know if I can. Yeah, that, that's the closest thing I could think of, but it's just an absolute dirge of top tier baby faces. It'll probably Everyone, be Brock Lesnar <laughs> again. You're probably right. There was a Brock Lesnar package on uh, on the show last night, so great. There was a Cody one too, but I figure Cody's coming back at the Rumble. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Um, but it's just oh, and he's probably going to feud with Seth again, even though Seth is 
kind of a face now. I don't know. It's just th- this is this is the problem with this era of WWE, even with a different guy in the driver's seat. No one gets over that needs to get over. Yeah. Like well, that's they, what... they build people and they sacrifice them. And it, it's, it's never uh, like, you know, Oh, they look good in losing. And then they maintain their momentum. Like fucking people just get dropped, man. Well, and then at the same time you take, you know, two years to build somebody and then you finally bust that nut and you either a keep them as champion for three years or B they get injured. And then you have to start all the fuck over. Now, if there is a bright spot to be said about WWE currently, there is the developmental brand. Of course, it's always been a great moment for, hang oh, on man. a second, I'm being told they are not a bright spot, as okay. this week... <laughs> I thought you were going to make me talk about NXT. They re-debuted two members of the main roster. Uh, Reggie, the former Salomier of uh, Carmella, uh-huh. Uh is now former 24/7 champion. Former 24/7 champion. Yes. RIP. Uh he he is now named Scripps who uh Scripps. S- like the C R Y P T S. Uh-huh. He leaves threatening voicemail messages on the entry machine of the performance center that are all rhyming diatribes about the state of the world and he popped up looking like a wish.com version of Willow the Wisp. Uh-huh. Okay. To so an entire Zodiac full sale, oh, not full sale, sorry, entire PC crowd yeah. chanting Reggie. Wow. Okay. And if that wasn't enough, Wes Lee uh-huh. got jumped after the main event of NXT <laughs> I saw by <laughs> Dijak. Uh-huh. Who now appears? R.I.P. T. Bar. R.I.P. T. Bar. R.I.P. Dijakovic. Uh huh. Who now appears to be Luke Gallows with hair? Yeah, I saw somebody. <laughs> there's because a photo of him is kind of hysterical, and somebody tweeted out, uh, "This is everybody's um, sixth grade creative wrestler." Yes, because uh, <laughs> this is what everybody's in sixth grade thinks looks cool. It's um, like Hunter has one idea. Leather jackets and sunglasses. It's yeah, what everyone needs to get over. Let's turn him into me from, uh, from 2004. Yeah. Yeah. That's what everyone needs to get over. Work for me, brother. And let me tell you, there's no better way to put over the gobsmacking return of a talent from the main roster than by having your color commentator, Booker T, respond to his broadcast partner yelling, that's Dijak with a resounding who? I mean, look, I... It's hysterical for many reasons, uh, the least of which being that Booker T is terrible at most things. So, you know, I'm never going to watch A, because Booker T's on there and B, because I don't give a fuck about any of these people. So uh, so way to go. Keep it going. Yeah, Uh, I I don't blame you. Papa H. That's. Uh, elsewhere in the world of wrestling this week, uh, before we get into our AEW recaps, um, Noah has announced that in the retirement match of the Great Muda, which will be uh, happening uh, on January 22nd at the uh, Yokohama Arena, uh, it will be a six-man tag with the Great Muda teaming with Darby Allen and Sting. Against a trio to be announced. So the, the Nakamura match is a different day? Yes, that's January 1st. Ah. So January 1st will be Nak versus Muda at the uh, annual uh, uh, New Year's show for gotcha. Noah, okay. um, which is uh, a, a big show for them. But then on the 22nd at the Yokohama Arena, it'll be the, uh, as it's called, Great Muda Bye Bye. It's what they're calling the show. <laughs> oh, sorry. Great Muda. Final bye-bye. Final uh, bye-bye. Uh, but what I think is most intriguing is mm. the night before at the Yokohama uh-huh. Arena, it was just announced by New Japan that they will have Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. What? Yes. Th- I so They're not doing New Year's Dash then? They are still doing New Year's Dash. So oh, January brother. 4th will be Wrestle Kingdom 1 or, or Wrestle Kingdom 17 Night 1. On the 5th, the Thursday, will be New Year's Dash, 
And then January 21st will be Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. This is kind of how they did it last year where they had Wrestle Kingdom and then they had the Noah New Japan Wrestle Kingdom show. Uh-huh. So I think they're aiming for the same idea. And it may even still be Noah versus New Japan because fucking Noah's going to be in that building the next night. Right. Okay. I'm not saying it's not baffling. But they, they announced that this week that on January Just don't 21st, call it Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, they could have called if it. If it's a, almost a month event. apart, call it fucking any other thing. The brand mm. name must flow, Chris. The brand name. I mean, must well, it's flow. the same as uh, it's WrestleMania Backlash and WrestleMania SummerSlam and th- this sort of thing. It's it's, yeah. it's it's watering down your biggest brand. I I, I don't disagree. Okay, That's stupid. Yeah. Um, also, uh, it was officially announced this week uh, that the Battle of Los Angeles for PWG will be mm-hmm. returning uh, on uh, January seventh and eighth. In Los Angeles. It's going to be a busy fucking week of wrestling there, man. Yeah. Uh, but what I think is interesting so far are the three competitors announced. You have Michael Oku of uh, Rev Pro in the UK. Uh, okay. He had a five-star match with Will Ospreay uh, earlier this year. Uh, you've got Shun Skywalker from Dragon Gate. So, okay, I've heard of him. Uh, we're continuing with the uh, long dormant PWG Dragon Gate relationship. And then what I thought was very interesting Masha Slamovich from Impact is the third competitor, making her in, only okay, making her only the second woman to appear in a battle of Los Angeles. Interesting, yeah. So, um, I guess we're gonna get some intergender matches. Don't tell Scotty too hotty <laughs> or Justin. Yes, more on that in the soapbox. Five dollars here, patreon.com slash the roughhouse podcast. Enjoy it, folks. So, yeah, uh. I mean, as always, it's a great tournament, and I'm sure when it finally gets released on DVD in 2025, people will have good things to say about it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, moving on, we had a very big week in AEW, as we often do for Thanksgiving Eve. They've made it a tradition to head to Chicago uh, when travel allowed for it. Right, right. Uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and this year was no different as we had a big time show, including some big returns, two incredible matches, all sorts of craziness went down. But of course, it was the fallout from Full Gear, which kicked off the show in an angle that I thought was actually pretty damn compelling. And, and I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Um, Go ahead, break it down. So William Regal was already in the ring at the top of the show. He made it clear that the fans will have to wait until next week to hear from NGF, as he uh, was unable to make it both because he didn't want to be in Chicago, but also because he's on the set of a major motion picture. A24 is indie, my friend. It ain't major. Okay. That's just me. So let's start with that. I understand that he's off shooting a movie. Yes. How do you not have him record something to have Fair. your new fucking champion who created, but you know, uh, all these waves in the industry by beating John Moxley with all this controversy? How do you not have him say word one or fuck? Just take some of his post um, the press conference promo that he cut. You'd have to edit it heavily because uh, he was uh, very free with his language use on that. Yeah, but uh, at least play a snippet of it. To have the guy who just won your championship not appear at all on your show is a massive boner. I don't disagree with that. I I, I think having something. Hell, did they even show a video of the the? They showed a little video of of Regal slipping the the knucks to to MJF. Yeah. All right, that's fine. I but I I do think you're right having. even if it were still shots and there, and you have like an Excalibur, Tony Schiavone saying, we can't play you the audio because it was so explicit. Something. I, th- th- it, was, it was a big swing and a miss. Make it, make it sound like it well. was it's controversial. Yeah. And, so that, that's, that's mentioned issue that it's available in full on the AEW YouTube page. Right. YouTube.com slash AEW. Yeah. Home so that's of, issue number one. Hey, EW. Oh, yeah, I haven't watched these yet. It's Jericho, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it yet either, but it should okay. be fun. So Mox comes out, and he wants to go at Regal, but the moment he gets close, Danielson hits the ring and holds back Moxley. Mm-hmm. 
And they have a back and forth talking about how Riggle's like a father to him and how, you know, his own personal relationship with his father was so fraught. And he was able to forgive his father before he passed. And he said, you know, talking about how like Regal's done a lot of terrible things, but this man means more to us. Basically, the uh, what the what he did is inexcusable. The value he's provided both of us is so great. Like he's he's injured, he's hurt, he's not worth taking this out on. I, I don't. Has Brian talked about a bad relationship with his father in the past? Uh, not on AEW, which is okay. the, the, the problem. It's, it, yeah, I read his book, so I right. knew about it, Uh huh. but it, it has not been a thing on television. Right. Cause I always, you know, I remember hearing, and again, I haven't read his book, but, uh, or listened to it, but, um, you know, I, I know that his father's death affected him very much and it was, mm-hmm. you know, a big thing, which would, you know, not knowing any other history aside from that think that, you know, this is a little questionable of uh, motivation here. It, it is definitely the standard AEW issue of assuming the crowd knows more than they know. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, Mox eventually gets a mic and he's just like, all I want to do is tell you this. I just want you to run, run far away and never come back, which I thought was a great character beat. He does the the Terry Benedict at the end of Ocean Eleven, yes. uh, sort of. <laughs> yes, I better not see your fucking face around here anymore. I'm gonna have people watching you. If you buy a, a two hundred thousand dollars sports car in Monaco next week, I'm gonna know about it, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, of course, this has made some smooth-brained folks on the internet go, "Oh, he's going back to WWE." He's not. He's fucking signed what? for. <laughs> Who would his, ever think that his deal is at least through March? Like, come on, shitheads. Yeah, people are stupid. Uh, then we had Renee Paquette backstage with Keith Lee. Lee didn't get to say anything because Swerve walked in, put his hand over the camera and said, we need to talk. So intrigue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In two segments. Indubitably. Then we had Orange Cassidy against Jake Hager. I don't like Jake Hager, but I thought this was a fun enough match. Like, this was very much the... Guys, it's the fucking night before Thanksgiving, and we're just going to have a fun time match. Yeah. House show vibes. Yes. Because the story was all about Hager's hat. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was fine with. Uh, you know, uh, it it was neither good nor bad for me. But then uh, after the match, out comes QT Marshall in the factory. And I think AEW is starting to get self-aware about the factory. Because they come out. And all the air is out of the fucking room. Yeah. And they're, you know, trying to interrupt uh, OC and the best friends celebrating because, of course, OC retained. Mike stops working and they played it off really naturally. Like, I thought it was an actual gaffe with the microphone. Lights go out. I'm yelling Sabu in my underpants. Naturally. It's not Sabu. Instead, Julia Somebody Hart. Much worse. <laughs> Julia Hart looking like Stevie Nicks pops up. Stevie Nicks like fuck the Undertaker. Like, <laughs> she, is this straight up Undertaker ripoff hat? Because that's the vibe I got. It, it is a big ass hat. Yeah. Uh, and then does like a weird hand gesture, and uh, the House of Black were in the ring. House Dest- of Black destroyed. Best friends, Rocky Romero destroyed the factory. Just looked yeah. like fucking beasts. Uh, I, I like the um, the tie and vest look on Brody a lot. I thought that he was... slimmed down too. Yeah, he looked like he looked great. Looking killer. Uh, Buddy Matthews still looks uncomfortably muscular. <laughs> like we're not at Brian Cage level of comical. Yeah, it definitely looks like though, like his bones are just like, why are we doing this? It looks like the most realistic costume muscle suit ever assembled. Yes, yes. <laughs> he is Michael Sarah in Arrested Development right now. Right, yeah. It, it's, it's it's like if Tom Savini got together with ILM to create the most you know realistic muscle costume ever, and they just slapped him on this little Aussie boy, and here uh, we are. They they get a a, a big 
welcome back chant and uh hey halo well met for them uh, i imagine we're probably going to get uh, a match where they get to squash the factory and then maybe a feud uh with uh best friends no sure which i'm cool with should be fine yeah uh i i really want to see that um give me trent versus malachi or trent versus uh Bird of king and that sounds like a fucking great time i want oc versus malachi oh oc versus malachi undoubtedly would occur but uh, yeah again all, all these combinations are good to me i have yeah. no qualms with them. you mean dan Housen and buddy murphy let's go oh or shit that's, buddy that's probably it it's gonna be evil dan Housen against the house of black that could work that's probably the direction they're going in we had a recap of the cage match for full gear and then we had uh jack perry still covered in blood uh it was a promo after the match on saturday uh, talking about how he's glad he shared the moment with Luchasaurus. Yeah, fuck off, man. This was a blood feud. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah, I did not care for that. Uh, yeah, you know, no. it, it's one thing to put the guy where it's like, we pushed ourselves to the limit. Glad we shared the moment is some like fucking, isn't it all great? We're in the Olympics level shit. Yeah, it's a, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I, I no, did not like that. <laughs> Basically, a lot of the, the forward momentum I thought the cage match on Saturday gave Jungle Boy yeah. started to fucking taper back. He's Jungle Boy again in my book. Reeling it back he, in. He did not earn Jack Perry yet. No. <laughs> uh, then we had Ricky Starks against Ethan Page for the title eliminator tournament final. Shock of shocks. Ricky Starks won. Yeah. Um, I saw some people online saying this match was good. I thought it sucked. It was not great. Uh, Paige is not impressed at all. No, no. He seems like a good dude. I can't, I can't shit on the guy. He seems like a decent dude. I, I appreciate, like, he got into great shape. Yeah. He had awesome tag matches and impact with Josh Alexander. Um, he is a decent guy on the mic. Um I like him and Stoke. That reminds me, I need to ask you a question offline about Stokely Hathaway. Okay. Uh, this did nothing for me. Like, I checked out completely. And I, well, love I got Ricky, Ricky Starks, Starks a win. So yeah. there's that. And yeah. kudos to Ricky Starks for selling bruised wi- ribs and actually having his ribs taped as yes! opposed yes, to DDP did. having his midsection taped and he saying did. it was his ribs. Credit where credit is due, though. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I didn't care for the match. I was very yeah. whatever on it. I played a couple rounds of Marvel Snap during that match. Yeah, that reminds me. I got to play a bunch today if I want to get stuff in before uh, the week's done. Oh, yeah, um, you got to get your weekly. I've already done those. Uh, I've, I think I'm at 15 to 25. But my big thing is the uh, season pass stuff. I'm, I'm a bit behind on that. Like, I, there's one in there where it's like. Yeah, well, they don't expire. You can keep. Oh, oh, I know, but I think they expire going with those till the end of the season. The season end on the thirtieth. Uh, I don't know the answer to that. No, because they're still they haven't announced another. There's another week or so. Oh, okay, okay. So they started late in the month. I was getting worried, I believe. And that's yeah, our our Marvel Snapchat for them. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Starks against MJF. I'm I'm fucking stoked with. I love Ricky Starks. Just. Could you imagine if this was Ricky Starks versus Bandito? Like, would have ruled. <laughs> thinking about that, like that would have been really fucking cool. Um, Joey Samoe, uh, they had a recap of his win, and Wardlow was screaming into the ether. Has there been anyone who has gone from nuclear hot to ice fucking cold the way Wardlow has? Well, you threw him in a fucking tag team. And oh, oh didn't... I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying it's it's a goddamn shame how that guy it is from easily the top person or the top rookie in the company and now like when i saw him barely an afterthought promo, i thought he was cornball as hell like, i was just like all right whatever man good luck and yeah. godspeed yeah yeah not not yeah didn't didn't do it for me things aren't firing on all cylinders at the moment no no they they're definitely not um we had a recap of uh, Jake Cargill confronting Bow Wow, which I hope doesn't mean that Bow Wow is going to be working AEW. Um, then Renee Paquette was backstage with Jade and the Baddies. This was really just to build to an angle that uh, uh, Kira Hogan is no longer a part of the Baddies. Yeah, she got fired. Yeah. Uh, I, I did love that apparently uh, in kayfabe, Kira Hogan's a shoot moron who doesn't read contracts before <laughs> right. signing them. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, like here, sign this paper. Well, what's this paper mean? After she signs it, there, there say, are a few oh. things I because it's come up a few times on this show. There are a few things yeah. I find more entertaining where you find out. Oh, in kayfabe, their character is an idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, you're no longer a baddie. Bye. Yeah. What? Wait, okay. what? That's what, what I said. Uh, okay. And then we had, depending on your feelings of the matter, the best or the worst match of the night. As it was the second of the best of seven series for the Elite and Death Triangle live in Chicago. Well, and there's no way I'm going to say a match with Lucha Bros involved is the worst match of the night. This crowd was nuclear. Yeah, they were very much invested in what was happening in this match. This I, I, I know I've said it about the acclaimed like that attitude era feeling. Yeah. Fuck that. This felt like Memphis. Like <laughs> motherfuckers were going to get stabbed in the parking lot. Like yeah. this this was H E A T heat. And the match was good. Not as good as a pay-per-view one. Oh, well. Uh, you know. I didn't mind the um the grape bomb brawl out callbacks as much as others. Like the biting spot was in pitcher and pitcher. Which yeah. was silly and dumb. I, I missed the uh the botched the bu- uh buckshot. Buck yeah. Um I really didn't mind Kenny using the go to sleep, especially because he covered it in cafe by giving a shout out to Kent on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't catch that. That's great. Um but you know, I I mean it's it's literally six of my favorite wrestlers ever. Yeah. Going against each other, and uh, I, I, I know we're already an injury in with Pack breaking his nose, but that really didn't seem to slow him down. And no. um, I did like how the angle was. Uh, Phoenix used the hammer at the pay per view, right. faced conflict. Penta with a joy only seen in Penta's eyes. The times where another Penta has shown up in front of him, <laughs> he gleefully uses the hammer to help for the win this time. Yeah, after Matt Jackson makes out with a hammer that was slid <laughs> to him by Brandon Cutler, <laughs> which led to the great tweet or status, I shouldn't have made out with that hammer. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Penta has never been as happy to see a hammer uh, as as he is to see himself. Like that, that's... Well, and it's it's perfect because Penta's like, you know, you look at their entrance. Penta is dead center in between Phoenix, who comes out of the face tunnel, and Pac, who comes out of the heel yes. tunnel. Yeah. It's all it's all right there, you yeah. know, and, and, they're, and they're playing along those lines. And I feel like, you know, the the series, the best of seven series will end with the Bucks as a trio's champ and Death Triangle no more. Yeah. Um, because Pac trying to corrupt Phoenix so much and maybe Penta has to get involved or or I'm not sure exactly how it's going to play out, but something along those lines where this hammer is going to be an issue in the remaining five matches. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. Uh, I will ask you, do you think Death Triangle goes 3-0 and and then Elite wins the back four? Where do you think? Uh, no, I don't. Th- I don't think so. I think I, an elite win. Yeah, I think I think the elite picks up this week, and then you know they'll take it to um, uh, and then Death Triangle will win six, and then you know yeah, yeah. they'll take to seven, and then the Bucks win yeah. or the elite. Yeah. Um. I I will say this: Pack versus Penta and Pack versus Phoenix is gonna fucking roll. Yeah. Like full stop, gonna be great. So for real, let's uh, go. Not mad here. Renee Cap- Paquette was on stage and had a big announcement. And of course, I'm like, all right, here we go. AEW on HBO Max. <laughs> no, no. All right, here we go. Ring of Honor, not a part of AEW. Nope, nope, not that either. I should have looked at the clock because it was 9:20 at that point. And it <laughs> told me, of course, it's about the women's division and. Uh-huh. Uh, they explained that uh, due to the, to the continued injuries to Thunder Rosa, uh, she remains on the shelf. Uh, the AEW Interim Women's World Championship was officially becoming the World Championship, 
And in turn, Jamie Hayter was now the AEW Women's World Champion. Right, and retroactively, Tony Storm recognized as official women's champ. In a note, you could practically hear Tony Khan yelling at the commentators during the following match. Yeah. I just yeah. need to explain that she's official too. Yeah. So... <laughs> Okay, now the tinfoil hat comes on. Do we oh. see Thunder Rosa again in, in AEW? I don't know, man. Do you think it's legit? Do you do, think this do was Taco legit Vlogs because pay of that, the in- pay that well? Do you think this was absolutely because of the injury? Do you think this is because some uh, behind-the-scenes drama as well? I don't know, man. I mean, between what we've seen and what we've heard, mm-hmm. uh, both publicly and privately, um... Not universally loved backstage is Thunder Rosa. No. no. Um, and if they're trying to clean up the locker room of troublesome people, yes. which is what we've heard as well. That reminds me. Did you see the bit going around, the bit of gossip going around over the weekend? Which? Uh, Alvarez talking about Punk. Oh, that they're no longer interested in buying out his contract? Well, they were never interested in buying it out in the first place. He wants to be bought out. Oh, I didn't see that wrinkle. They want to keep him on until he's no longer injured and then let him go. Ah. Yeah. Interesting. And of course, there are some people, speaking of tinfoil hats, who are like, well, they acknowledge it in a match. CM Punk's coming back and he's going to feud with the elite. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath on that. Yeah, no, same. Uh, not not really excited about that. Um, speaking of things I wasn't excited about, we had a triple threat women's tag match with Jamie Hader <laughs> and Dr. Britt Baker going against Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale and Tay Mello and Anna Jay, and it just happened. Sure, yeah, I was I was I played a game or two of Marvel Snap during that match. Yes. <laughs> Even unless, unless Jamie Hader was in the ring, in which case I paid attention. Yeah. Renee Paquette was who was all over the show. Was she all was good over steps again. Uh, she was backstage with Top Flight and FTR, and uh, FTR, of course, offering a tag title match to Top Flight. And it was here I realized, for as good in the microphone as Dax is, as bad as Cash is. Cash is like if you closed your eyes and didn't pay attention to some of the the pronouns and and phrasing used. You would be hard pressed to tell the difference between Dante, Darius, and Cash. Wow, that's a, that's a that's that's damning. Uh, I may make <laughs> fun of the fact insults. that Dax, Har- Dax Harwood always talks about wrestling God and his family, his family. and his daughter. Yeah, but and Bret Hart. Oh, and Bret Hart. Um, yeah, but he's very good. Yes, Cash just like there's a lot of nothing going on over there, man. Yeah, a lot of nothing. The good thing you can back it up in the ring and shout out my buddy Joe. He's got a hell of a dumper on him. So. That's what I was going to say. All the extra brain matter is in his in his uh, turd cutter. <laughs> yeah, in his tights. <laughs> so the acclaimed comes out to the ring to celebrate their title defense at full gear. Caster recaps full gear as a rep. Bowens talks about how his shoulders feeling better, but more importantly. Billy Gunn's feeling better, so Billy starts ripping off the bandages on his hands. They're about to do the scissor. And those assholes were on the screen. Good God. Jay Lethal Son, Jay Dutt, Sotten Singh, and Jeff Jarrett. And we're apparently getting a tag title match. This is, man, finish this quickly. I need a one and done. I do not. No, this is not. This is not it, Tony. This ain't it. And then our main event was Chris Jericho defending the Ring of Honor world title against Tomohiro Ishii. If you thought Ishii had a chance in hell, I have a bridge I'd like to sell you. Yeah, right. But I would not have bet, and I would have very much lost, that this match was maybe Chris Jericho's best match in AEW full stop? Um, I don't know. It depends on – this was a very good match. This, this was, was also... fucking incredible. A 100% New Japan style match. Yes. So if you're not um, open or akin or liking that style, this was probably not the match for you. However, it did have Ishii chopping the fuck out of Jericho to the point that Jericho's chest looked like a murder scene. Yeah, it was it was bloody, buddy. It looked like he had taken a shotgun blast standing. It was rough. Also. Jericho taking that fucking DDT on the apron is one of the sickest bumps he's taken in 
decades. That was Ishii. Oh, sorry. Uh, but still, the bump they, they yeah, bump, yeah, yeah. That that spot. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, that was fucking ridiculous. It was a crazy DDT on the apron. And, and just the, the way Ishii funny, landed on his head and then fell over. Just <laughs> the part that was funny was the whole time, like in the first few minutes of the match, where it just was you know chops ahoy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I thought also made by Keebler Elves chops ahoy. Uh, the whole time I thought Ishii was like. All right, brother. We're not doing any bumps tonight. That's. <laughs> I don't know why he's an old Italian man, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they should have gotten Ishii to do the voice for Mario. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Paisano, this is me, Tomohiro Ishii. <laughs> Come on, Toad. Let's go save the Mushroom Kingdom, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, look, you, you think this is silly now, but when fucking Chris Pratt Mario beats Jack Black Bowser by doing 50 chops to his chest in the middle hey. of the Mushroom Kingdom. Glorious Call 3D him. animation. Um, <laughs> Baba Lasciarelli for the save. But yeah, I, I thought I thought Ishii was like, I'm on vacation, bitch. Like, we, uh. you're taking chops and that's what we're going to do. But then, you know, they went fucking wild. Jericho hitting Lion Salt, German suplexes. Uh, hitting the high angle walls of Jericho, finally bringing mm-hmm. that back out. Why he stopped doing that in the first place, I have no idea, because it looks so much better. I don't know. Um, but uh, tap out with a middle finger yep. by Ishii uh, is what gets the win. And uh, very weird post-match as uh, Jericho goes to attack Ian Riccoboni again. Out comes Claudio, who just slaps the taste out of his mouth, and fans will see you on Thunder. Like, that was... Yeah. <laughs> was fucking it. Not a lot of time to let that sink in. But. No, no. Uh, but we did have more of that on Rampage, which was at the prime time of 4 p.m. on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. 1 p.m. Pacific. And uh, we kicked off with the Ring of Honor World Tag Team title match. FTR defending successfully against the top flight duo of Darius and Dante Martin. Very, very good match. Mm-hmm. And I was very happy to see uh, that uh, Dante was not injured, which was the scuttlebutt coming oh. off of the live show. Uh, he needed some help getting out of the ring, but apparently he's okay. Good. Uh, but yeah, big rig gets the finish. Very, very good match. Uh, we had a vignette, a vignette for Powerhouse Hobbs, which hopefully means he's going to be uh, bumped Something. up again some more soon. Yeah. Um, then we had a Chris Jericho extended promo. This was a super WWE segment. Did not care for this. No, but uh, long extended st- Claudio promos are not what I need in my life. No. Uh, long story short, uh, we are going to have Claudio versus Jericho too. At final battle on December 10th, Ring of Honor world title on the line. If Claudio loses, he must join the Jericho Appreciation Society. I mean, further fuels the uh, implications at the end of the BCC. So, yes. Um, so we'll I think that'll be I think that'll be a fun angle, though. Of Jer- oh, uh, yeah. Claudio begrudgingly having to join JAS and, yeah. you know. And what if he gets good at it? <laughs> like, I, I think, I mean, he'd also be back with Hager again. Yeah, uh, I know. But, but then that means more also Hager. him and Garcia's duo could be really fucking fun. Yeah, but I just, I'm Jericho'd out. I and understand. The, the JAS is bloated as fuck as is. I just, and the JAS BCC angle has been going on pretty much for a years. fucking year. I'm yeah. over it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I understand. I understand. Renee Paquette was backstage with Tony Storm, who uh, her face was all jacked up because she broke her nose at the pay-per-view. Um, Storm, I love this promo. By yeah, that. Storm showing fire, saying, uh, I broke my face, and I'll break my face getting the title back. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, hell yeah, Tony. It was that, like, calm, confident sort of just fire, like you said, but it wasn't like an over-the-top crazy Ric Flair promo. It was, it was just... You know, like, okay, this is what we're doing, and I'm going to fight. Conviction is, is what uh, came through there. Darby Allen had a match with Anthony Henry. Yes, this was about just giving Dar- Darby a clean win to sort of mm-hmm. recalibrate himself in AEW. But I really like Anthony Henry a lot, and I thought this match was pretty damn good. He's a fine worker. I mean, I don't really know what kind of personality he has or That's anything. Fair. But, yeah, there was, you know, it wasn't like a slapdick match or anything. Right. Uh, Lexi Nair interviewed Athena about a suspension she had for hitting Aubrey Edwards. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then uh, Athena. Which I think is the first mention we've gotten of that in the past two weeks since it happened. Yeah. So very weird. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Athena apologized and uh, challenged Mercedes Martinez for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. No better way to get a title shot than by getting suspended. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And this sure. works all the time. And, and, you know, the corporate side of things get sure. suspended. Boom. Get promotion. A promotion. Yep. Hikaru Shida defeated Queen Omniata, who has mm-hmm. been seen on the Dark Dark Elevation show. Has she, though? <laughs> uh, well, in theory. There were people yes. in the arena who saw her matches. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, this seems to be building to something with uh, Shida and the Bunny and Penelope Ford, because they were out watching from ringside. Okay. Um, Lexi Nair backstage again, interviewing FTR. Dax Harwood challenged Brian Danielson to a match for Diamond on Wednesday, which was signed Toot Sweet. Yeah, no, let's uh, let's fucking go with that. And then the main event for the big Black Friday show was a heartbreaker of an angle as Roosh, the Butcher and the Blade of uh, LFI, defeated the Dark Order of John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Ten. Ten turns on the Dark Order in the end, tears off his mask. Puts Reynolds through a table and throws his mask at the feet of negative one. Yeah. Happy well, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Life is pain. I mean, I think that kid already knows that. But, yes. um, you know, the fact that 10 didn't come out for the match, he eventually was brought out by Uno and negative one. Yeah. And then then he turned on them after yes. Reynolds and Silver had gotten worked over by the trio there um, and just beat the fuck out of all. You know, they tore Uno's mask up and uh, sent Reynolds to the table. Silver was just demolished in there. And then, yeah, just the insult to injury of, um, you know, the one that uh the the hand-picked guy by mr brody lee to be the face of dark order is has turned his back and thrown the the mask at poor negative one who sold the shit out of it so good for him yeah uh, kid's a worker kid's yeah. a worker he knows what he's doing know. um and i i definitely feel like yeah the dark order had kind of run out of steam I oh my god yeah i understand why they're doing it and vance is a green chipper he's a guy that should get behind sure uh, yeah but <laughs> just a weird angle to wrap up your show with. Like, I, I mean, it's I think, a big angle for the end of Rampage on Black Friday. Yeah, yeah, very weird. Uh, I would hope they maybe recap it or something on Dynamite. They won't. Yeah, uh, I, I'm reminded though of because I I always thought this was a good idea. There had been a yearly tradition that Ring of Honor would do on their television, which was the idea for um, the Thanksgiving week show is it would be a uh, uh, eight-man or however many-man tag of all the champions. Okay. And the idea is whatever person wins, they get to pick a title shot either for themselves or their team or whatever. Okay. So it was just a, a fun – it was a one-match show because you have that many people in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just go the whole hour about that match and it's all the all-stars and, you know, it, it's it's a fun match for a holiday weekend. Yeah. That probably would have been a smarter move here. They certainly have enough champions. They could have made Lord it Lord knows. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know about, like, a big emotional angle as as the payoff. I'm sure barely anyone watched the show. I sure shit didn't watch it live. Um, I for, I did, because I, I, I forgot about it. I didn't tune in until, like, 15 minutes after. Yeah. I think I was uh-huh. seeing Black Panther at that time, which uh, also, yeah. let me tell you, that was a big emotional payoff to a lot of Storytelling yes. right there. Yeah, very much. Including so. a real baffling ending. <laughs> but Wait, hey, that's uh, for us to yeah. talk about in a future Patreon, what we've been right. watching. Uh, to, yeah. To dig into that. Um, yeah, that that is the state of wrestling this week. Chris, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, I hope okay. everyone at home had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, that's all I got for this week. Chris? Cheers! Cheers to consumerism. Cheers to consumerism indeed. We'll catch you next week. Bye, folks.
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough House, House podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The Rough House podcast is brought to you by the AJ Styles School for Talking Good promo well. If you want to like me, have a good talk style words with your speech, simply... Make sure that you cut the promo for people to be like, yeah, that man has the points for with talking app. The AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well is now accepting applications for prospective new students. Are you an aspiring pro wrestler but not sure if you can handle yourself on the stick? Then call the AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well to hone your craft, just like the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. For example, Claire Lynch, that ain't a, that's not a good. So I was like, uh-uh. And, and then Dixie Carter, she said, hmm. And I'm like, you got it, because I'm, I'm the one that's pheno- phenomenal. I'm the phenomenal one here in this environment of wrestling. All right, we got six sides on like... four now, AJ! We got four sides in the... one. This is my house, and this is where I live. I'm the best, I'm the best that's ever been in the world. I'm the best that there is. Be the best that there is, just like AJ Styles. The AJ Styles School for Talking Good Promo Well will make sure you're ready to take the squared circle by vociferous force. Classes include Spitting Hot Fire 101, Advanced Pipe Bomb Dropping, and Mush Mouth Management. Send in your application now to the AJ Styles School for Talking Good Promo Well and make yourself phenomenal. I'm the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, and if you have desires to speak in a fashion much than the way that I have done talks before with the way I've done words all the, with my mouth. I make speak and people go, man, and then I kick people. Usually it heads, I, my head I'm in the, I kick them in the head is what I do. Um, I'm a uh, total knockout. E, EC, TNA. TNA is what I'm in. Because that's, that's where I'm Really hoping I get hired by WWE. I'll wear a mask. I hear there's a sin car open. The AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well is located in the Deep South, right in front of Foreign Object Warehouse and perpendicular to the KFC. 